0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to Million Dollar Seller Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Bill Kasky Podcast. Once again, you can watch this on YouTube if you'd like. Uh, what is it? I heard a number the other day that 30% of podcasts are listened to or watched on YouTube, and it's a way you can watch and listen while you're doing other things. I don't know why you can't do that on the podcast app as well, but we are on YouTube as well. So welcome. You know, uh, about 25 years ago, I got into the coaching and training business. And one of the things that I used to teach a lot was this concept of okay, not okay. And there was a book written by, I can't remember the doctor, wrote a book called I'm okay, you're okay, back in the 70s. And it was, it was a uh, kind of written under the premise that we are all striving to be okay. And this was not a psychological, ba- uh, you know, psychobabble. This was really about our basic human need to feel okay. And I want to talk to you today about two elements, two faces of that. One is the okay, not okay principle in your business life as a sales professional And one is the okay, not okay principle inside of us. I'm going to start with the external version of that. And we used to teach and still do. And you know how sometimes when you teach something that is very meaningful for you, and I think this was meaningful for me because I didn't know how to keep people okay. And I would go about my business and my sales world and with paying no attention at all to how I made other people feel. And so this was really appealing to me. It wasn't necessarily a sales strategy. It was just something to be mindful of. And so the whole idea here is that your prospects, your customers are humans, for the most part, unless they're a chat GPT thing or a bot. But they're humans. And so we all, as humans, are striving to be okay. And if you become the person in their life that makes them feel okay, they will want to spend more time with you. They will be more open, more honest more forthcoming on some of the issues and the pains and problems they have. And after all, that's what we want as sales professionals is we want to create the environment. So I used to talk and still do about creating the environment where they are so okay with you that they share things they wouldn't share with anybody else. I'm not talking about taking them to therapy and having them lay down on the couch I'm talking about just forthcoming with information, with who else in the organization you need to be talking to, with some of the pains and problems that are deeper down than just the surfacey kinds of things. And so I learned that, and that was it was and is a big part of our program. But I've I've kind of gotten away from that a little bit because, like I say, sometimes other things come up like digital media and business planning and things like that. But the okay, not okay principle is pretty simple, and that is be mindful of how okay you are helping your prospect be. Things like don't interrupt people. When they're in the middle of a, of a monologue or they're sharing information, you can take notes and you can nod your head, but don't interrupt people. There's nothing that makes people feel more not okay than when they're interrupted, when they're in the middle of a, of a thought a thought process and, and uh, you know verbalizing things to you. The second thing we do to make people feel not okay in the buyer-seller dance is we have all the answers. We love to have all the answers. And that came from you know sixth grade when the teacher said, okay, what's the answer to four times four? And little Billy in the back room raises his hand because he knows the answer. And we love to know the answer. We love to have the answer. The problem is that when you have too many answers, and you're not curious about the prospect's business and their way of life and what they're struggling with, when you have all the answers, you make people feel not okay. I'm not saying to not have the answers. I'm saying don't blurt them out in the middle of the process. The third thing that makes us, makes them feel not okay is when we push, push and pressure. When we get a little bit too eager, a little bit too adamant, a little bit too, you know, when is this going to close? How quickly can we get this done? Price goes up on Monday. If you can make this deal by the end of the month, Mr. Prospect, I can offer you another 5%. All that stuff that kind of came and went, but I still feel like it's around. There is no better way to keep to, to throw people off and put them into a not okay state than that. So those are just three things that I think is important are important. One thing that I would recommend to you if you're trying to help keep the conversation okay is have some kind of an upfront understanding agreement expectation with the potential client. So when you go into the first call, I think it's okay to say, look, you know, I'm I appreciate you inviting me in. I'm glad we're here. I don't know if I can, you know, bring a lot of value to you, mainly because I don't know what your situation is. I know we've done it for other people. So I was hoping in this time that we had together today to explore that. And see what kinds of issues you were dealing with. And if I can help you, I'll tell you that. And if I can't, I'll tell you that too. So that's what we know is the upfront, kind of setting the tone and setting the position up front. So if you do those things, that thing, and then stay away from those other things, you're going to go a long way toward helping your prospect feel okay in your presence. When they are okay in your presence, they will allow you into their presence more frequently. If you could, you could have the best answer, the best solution in the world, but if you make them feel psychologically not okay on the way through it, they're not going to buy from you. So that's the okay, not okay on the external side. Now let's switch to the internal side, which is a whole lot more fun and dangerous to talk about because now we're talking about the inner psyche of, of this battle we have going on. And I read a lot about this because I'm fascinated with the psychology of sales, but more importantly, the psychology of us as human beings. And when we are born, we grow up in a, a five senses world. We're constantly tasting and touching and smelling and listening and hearing and observing and watching others. Certain of those things that we pick up on, we want to avoid like I remember, I may have said this a couple of weeks ago, I remember the first speech I gave in eighth grade speech class, I was laughed at on the stage. And I remember how bad that felt. And it it caused me to say, I don't want any part of that anymore. That, that was awful. So public speaking, out. Isn't that funny how things come around? And I was asked to do in, uh, I think I was a junior, I was asked to do co-host the, what was called Allegro, it was like a variety of show in high school, co-host with uh, Greg Morris, who I just ran into the other day. He was publisher of the Indianapolis Business Journal and some of the Business Journal magazines. He and I co-hosted it. And I don't know how they talked me into it, because I had vowed never to speak in public again, I mean, in setting. And there was like a thousand people there. And It went off great because I had practiced, I had rehearsed, he and I were able to play off of each other. It was really a good experience. And that's kind of the way I got into this idea that I kind of like the vibe of being in front of people. And so I got okay a lot of times through external devices. And that's what happens to all of us. We search for those things that make us okay. We avoid like the plague, those things that don't. One thing in sales, I think, that we get hung up on is the yes feels better than the no. The yes, I want to work with you, Where can we sign the contract feels a whole lot better than no, we're not going to do anything at this point. But they're all just answers. And if we are constantly in this battle and this pursuit of external things to keep us internally okay, it becomes a long, hard life and we don't do the things that we think might make us feel not okay even though they may be the right things to do because we don't like the feeling. And so I've said in our high achiever program that I run a, a group of high achievers and we talk in there a lot about blockages. And the question is is we come out as little okay beings when we're born. We just we come out with this river of potential and spirit or shakti or dharma or whatever word you want to put on it, we have this river that runs through us that's totally okay. Totally okay with whatever happens. But we learn pretty quickly that there are things that make us feel not okay, and so we start to suppress those things. We tamp them down. Unfortunately then, when we have enough of those things that uh, are in the way between us and the getting to this river of spirit and potential that we can't get to it. And so my belief is that if we can remove some of those, what we'll call blockages, and some of those things that we've suppressed, and allow our spirit to really be the driver of us, not our fears, and not even our joys. Because again, as we say that If it's external, that you're trying to make the internal feel good, then you'll be in a constant flux of what makes me feel good and what doesn't, and you won't be able to take the risk you need to take. So at the heart of this, we want to be okay with anything. We want to be okay if the customer says no, what the customer says yes, customer says no, not now, customer says, I don't know, your price seems a little high, but uh, yeah, come on in. Your price is always high, but yeah, I'm willing to talk. We have to let all that stuff go because we want to feel okay deep down so that that other stuff doesn't bother us. You know, we hear a lot about trigger, triggering events and people who use words that offend us. And unfortunately, I believe, and this may go against some of the you know current culture and viewpoints, but if we can feel good about ourselves at all times... And I know there are times where things happen, a loved one dies, or we get into an act. It's whatever. There's always things. But if we can rally from those things that happen externally and go back to the to the seat of okayness, then we will let those things drift by us just like clouds in the in the day. And so part of the challenge is okay, we want to feel okay at all times because when we do. We are able to do the right things and say the right things in the sales process um, without any expectation of a result. You've heard me talk about the concept of detachment before, where we say we want to be attached to the process, detached from the outcomes. It doesn't mean I don't care. I know I get a lot of pushback on this. Doesn't mean I don't care about the deal. Of course not. You care about the deal. You care about helping people. But I can't ever be enslaved or entangled with the mess of hoping someone does business with me. And when they do, it's going to make me feel better. Because guess what? That is just not a lasting effect. Uh, this goes for goal setting, too. Is If we are looking for our income goals to make us feel better about ourselves. I'm not saying don't set big income goals at all. In fact, I'm doing a webinar here at the end of April uh, called The Million Dollar Seller. And I think there are things that we can learn from these people who are earning a million dollars or more. And I'm going to share with you uh, a handful of items there. If you want to get on that, go to billkasky.com. Should be should be up on the top uh, little banner there. You can uh, get on board that webinar. But the point is, if we're going to set big income goals, we can't be a- a- attached to them. We have to say, I want to grow my income from 100 grand to 500 grand. Okay, I don't need to. But I'd kind of like that. I'd be kind of curious. Let's see how we can do it. What do we need to put in place to do it? But we're not entangled with the outcome. We're not attached to the outcome. And some of you will say, well, how can you be? How can you want something and not be attached to it? You can. You can want it. You can want it because you want to give money away to charity or want to give it to your 401k or to your family or just you want to be the example inside your company for other people to grow as well. And so if you've got 10 people on your team and you're the person that gets from X to 5X, everybody else around you says, well, hell, if, you, if Bill can do it, we can all do it. And so there's a constant uplifting here that you need. And I think that's one of the best ways to look at goals is what example are you setting for those of others in the business that might also need a little bit of that inspiration. So the idea is if you feel okay internally, you will be able to take more risks You'll be able to shoot video on LinkedIn. You'll be able to create a media campaign. You'll be able to reach out cold to people that maybe in the past you weren't able to psychologically because it was a little too much anxiety or fear around it. If you feel okay deep down, you can do any of that stuff and not be triggered by an outcome because remember, you're unattached to the outcome. So I wanted to share this with you today, and I want you to examine yourself and say, okay, if you want a lot of stuff externally to make you feel good about life internally, I would encourage against that. I would rather you say, and and again, this is constant work for me too. This is nothing that you probably ever master. But I like the idea of being okay with yourself the way you are without Any of the external stuff, the houses, the cars, the beachfronts, all that stuff. Not saying you shouldn't have them, but be okay with where you are. I think when we are, all that other stuff comes easier because we don't have a lot of emotion around it. If you don't have any emotion about whether a customer does business with you or not, internally, no internal emotion, you're detached. You can say and do the things that you can't do if you need the business, so, I want you to examine that a little bit and and ask yourself the question, where in my life am I not okay? And get to the bottom of it. Find out what there is about that. For example, in my life, one of the things that I'm not okay about is, is being too big for my britches, as my mom used to say, or tall poppy syndrome, whatever you want to call it, where you say, man, I've got a lot of potential. Why am I holding myself back? Why do I have one foot on the accelerator and one foot tapping the brake? Why don't I take that brake foot off all the way and go straight ahead in the accelerator? And there's some deep down stuff that I have that I work through, and I'm mindful of and acknowledge. But what happens is once you call it, you give it a name, and once you decide that I'm going to look into that, it almost clears up automatically. You almost don't have to do the work and go to a you know, go to a meditation retreat for a month and sit on top of a mountain and, and ruminate. You don't have to do that. As long as you can realize and understand and be mindful of where does that come from? What what happened earlier in my life that causes me to stop there? Where is the blockage? And I think if you can do that, you're going to find a lot of progress. I hope this has helped. I mean, I know this is a kind of a serious matter, and but still, we got to make it fun. You've got to have joy through the process. And I think if you stop and take a look at some of these things that I've talked about today on the internal side and the external, but the internal is really where it all begins, uh, I think you'll find you can grow exponentially just by changing your frame of reference for how you feel about yourself. If you would like to uh, attend our webinar coming up the end of, I think it's the last Thursday in April, uh, there's a little banner up at the top, BillKaskey.com. Make sure you sign up there and i will see you all later let me know whether you like this or not i know it's a kind of a somber topic but it's it's relevant for all of us because we're human beings as i said earlier i'll see you next time bye